So today, as I said, is all about alignment. It's all about calibrating. It's all about making sure that we as a church, it's a little bit different. I don't have a sermon today. Just some things that I want us to take note of and some things that God has been laying on my heart for us as we're moving forward. I've found this to be true in my life and I've found it to be true in families. I've found it to be true in relationships. I've found it to be true in my values. I've found it to be true in organizations, in teams, in churches. It's just true in human beings. We all have a tendency to drift from things that we thought were important, don't we? I remember one time uh, my cousins and I decided we we're going to swim across the St. John River. And so we dove in on one side. And that's a nautical mile. It's no joke. And so we got out about halfway before we looked up and we realized we had drifted about a kilometer downriver from where we were going. And it just happens like that. You don't even notice as you're swimming along and all of a sudden just drift by, you know, foot by foot and minute by minute, you're drifting farther and farther away. And this happens in our lives. We drift from our health goals. We can drift out of relationship health. This happens in marriages. If we aren't intentional about our trajectory, if we aren't intentional about where we're going, we are not going to end up where we think we want to go. And so what this day is all about across our locations is that we look back and we celebrate what needs to be celebrated because you become what you celebrate. And what gets rewarded gets repeated. And so there are things that we said are important to us. So I want to look and say, we said these things are important. How are we doing? And then I want to look as we calibrate and say, based on what God has done, based on who we are and what he, who he's called us to be, where are we going in this next year? And so I'm excited. This is a great day for you to be here. If you're new, it's a good, it's a good day to decide if this church is for you. It's a good day to come or go. Get off the pot. I'll, I'll, use, I'll get rid of the other word there. But this is a great day for that. It's a good day. This is the best day of the year to decide to be part of King's Church or leave, one or the other, all right? No more, no more waffling on the fence. This is a, we're on mission together. Here's what we're all about. Hope you're part of us. If not, go find another church, all right? <laughs> Here we go. You don't like hearing that from the pastor, do you? No, for, for real. Like there's, we are one church of God's church. We are one place, and there are, there might, God might be calling you somewhere else, but this is who we are, and this is what we're all about. And so I want to look today at some things that we're going to celebrate. We've been doing this for the last six years. Can you believe it? Uh, we've been doing this for six years, looking over the last year and just making sure, are we living according to what we believe to be most important? And so I want to look back over the last year and celebrate. So Key to celebration is celebrating, isn't it? So let's make sure we put our voices to things that God needs praise for. I'm just going to fly through 30,000 foot view. We're going to see just the tip of the iceberg of what God has done, but it's pretty amazing. And so to get things started, uh, the guys put together a little video. I want you to see this just to kind of get the juices flowing and get your voices going and get your hands together because we're going to celebrate all that God has done. So check out this video. Hello, my friends. Man, it has been a truly incredible year in the life of our church. God continues to call us forward in our mission to see all people in all places know the life-saving power of King Jesus. And we have seen some truly amazing moves of God take place in 2018. So we wanted to take just a few moments to celebrate them together today. So are you ready? Get those praise hands warmed up, church. Let's go. Let's do this. I wanted to start with one quick story of how God worked in our church and someone's life this year. It goes like this. I was hopeless and I was lost as an addict. It tore my marriage apart and I felt there was no hope for me and I was ready to end my life. But I'm now attending Celebrate Recovery and Jesus has restored my family. We now attend church weekly and we were baptized together. I honestly never believed that this was possible. Praise God. Listen, we live by the Spirit Church. The Holy Spirit is the power at work in us to live the kingdom life. And apart from Him, we can do nothing. And we are so grateful and excited for how the Spirit has been moving and leading in our lives and our families this year through countless stories just like that one. God has increased our platform in some really, really cool ways this year. We're really just beginning to tap into the impact that we can have through our online presence. I don't know, you may not know this, but this year we had almost half a million video views online. That's crazy. We've got over 10,000 subscribers to all of our feeds, and we've had views in almost every single country in the world. Isn't that wild? We're loving the world, church. We serve a king whose extravagant love for the world compels us to engage it, not escape it. And we think that God is giving us some pretty amazing opportunities to do exactly that. Speaking of love, our Love Week this year was one for the record books. You guys gave, our church gave, over 4,000 hours 
of service and you gave over $181,000 away. That's, that is no joke. I mean, we believe in being radically generous and you've literally lived that out with your church. Our Love Week numbers are only one week of serving and giving at our church. And so many of you have given and served consistently and sacrificially. And you need to know that this is the exact posture and attitude which creates an environment for the Holy Spirit to move in and do his work. And we believe that it's a huge factor in why God is blessing our church so richly. We know that when we give sacrificially, others can receive freely. And that's exactly what it means to be the church. Nothing in the world is free. Someone always has to pay the way. And to you, our church family, who has given so generously over this last year, you have literally funded and paid the way for the incredible ministry that we celebrate here together today. You're crushing it, church. Let's go after even more this year, all right? We had almost 1,500 volunteer positions that you filled at our church this year, and you've clocked thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of service just within our church. We're being built together in kingdom community as well. An incredible move of God that took place this last year was the launch of an event that we called the One Conference. This year, our church partnered with some other area churches and denominations in our region to launch an event for middle school and high school students who belong to one church and serve one God and have one mission. On May 11th and 12th, we saw nearly 3,000 students from all over Atlantic Canada and the Maritimes gathered together under the name of Jesus. It was one of the most profoundly anointed moments that I've ever personally experienced. And this year, we're expecting even more. In KC Kids, our amazing children's ministry, we had over 900 different children in church over this past year. Just let that sink in for a second. That's wild. Average weekly attendance in KC Kids was 208 every single week. Our families are being built and knit together in some amazing ways. And we saved the best for last, guys. At least I think so. Our church continues to grow and flourish in really incredible ways. And while numbers certainly aren't everything, growth certainly indicates life. And we're confident that the Holy Spirit is guiding us into some amazing new territory. There's never been a more exciting season to be a part of God's church. This past year, we witnessed 407 salvations and 100 baptisms. And our average attendance at all of our locations broke 1,700 people this year for the first time ever. These are numbers that simply haven't existed in the Maritimes before this moment in history. And we should unashamedly be celebrating how God is blessing and leading our church into brand new territory. And perhaps the most exciting realization out of all these numbers today is that the fact that we're not even close to done, guys. We fully believe that God has more and more in store for us as a church. So let's go after it together. Amen. Come on. That's exciting. Isn't that exciting? Things you lose scope. If you go to one service, I mean, we're one church in multiple locations and multiple services, and so sometimes you don't know all that's going on. And so I thought it'd just be cool for a few minutes just to look and, and measure, you know, how are we doing? So we, we put together a, an annual report. You'll be able to download this online on our website. This will also be uh, up on our uh, on a Facebook, and we'll get this available to everybody. But we put this together to just kind of help kind of highlight some things for us as a church to celebrate. And, and it also helps us check and make sure, you know, are, are the things that we say are important to us? Are we living by that? Because there's a lot of things people say are important, but then when you look where they put their money or their time or they put their, their intention, it's not that important. Your, your values are, aren't just implied, they're actually activated on. And so we wanna look today and make sure, are we doing what God asked us to do? Are we living by the code? We have a code around here called the Code of Kings. And are we doing what God asked us? If you remember this day last year, uh, God put something on my heart, and, and it was kind of a guide for us for this year. Do you remember what it was? It was that we were going to fan the flame, and we were going to build the city. And it was about spiritual intimacy or spiritual intensity, that, that God wanted to turn the heat up in our experience, and that it was also about just growing in community. We talked about being rooted and seeing more people connected in and developed in their faith. Those were some guidelines we had last year. And so let's take a look and just review and go down through the report. It's going to be fun, guys. It's a report. All right, it's going to be fun. It actually is super exciting. If, if you care about this church at all, this should really excite you if you care what God is doing uh, in and through us. So let's dive in. I got my handy dandy uh, little marker here so I can like mark things up as I go. This guy is awesome, just so you know. Pastor Dan Lamus, front page of the paper. So let's go in. Hey, man, uh, and let's take a look here. 
If you didn't know, here's why we exist. We exist so that all people in all places embrace the life-saving power of King Jesus. That's why we exist. We are a church on a mission. We have a mission. And I don't believe you are a church if you're not on mission. You're, you're, you can, Christians can gather, they can study, they can sing, they can even preach the word. But if you aren't on mission reaching people with the gospel, you aren't an active church. So I want to look at, let's really quick, for those of you who are new here and want to know what we're all about, we have our value system. We call it our code. And here it is. Here's why we exist. And here's our values that kind of guide us that we need to fight for and make sure continue to grow in our midst. We exist for, for king and kingdom. We mean by that, that we surrender our lives to Jesus, that this ultimately is Jesus's church. And we exist for the glorification of King Jesus. We aren't in this to see that King's church gets made famous. We aren't in this to see that Brent Ingram Saul is famous or Seth Fancy or Adam Brewer or Dan Lamas or any of our team or any of you. At the end of the day, we want to stand before God someday and him to look at King's church and say, well done. People knew me because of you. That's why we exist for King and Kingdom. We also realize that we're decidedly different, that we're people who live according to the word of God, that he dictates and, and legislates how we live and we live accordingly and we expect it's going to be a little weird. Amen. So some new people. Yeah, if, you're, if you stay with us long enough, you're going to get weird. It's awesome. Yes. We live by the Spirit. We live by the Spirit, that, that we are ultimately Holy Spirit people. We're a Holy Spirit church, that we don't believe God is just some God to talk about. He's a God to be experienced. This is why Jesus died, and then it rose again, and then he said, it's better that I leave. So he ascended to heaven, and he poured out the Spirit. And so we are a people who want to live in engaging the Holy Spirit. We are also people who love the world. We're people who are built together. What do we mean by that? We, we actually do this together in community. We're people who pray big prayers, prayerfully faith-filled. We're people who aren't afraid to put our hands on someone's shoulder and say, in Jesus' name, be healed. We're not afraid to ask God for great provision and deliverance. We've seen it happen, and we're seeing it happen more and more. We're people who are radically generous. Why do we give money away? Because God gave his son. We give because God gave. That's why we do that. We are on a mission. We just said that. We live on the word and we try to excel in honor. So those are kind of the basics about who we are. And so as we look down through here, this gives us some input on are we living according to our values? Well, one of the great things that we do every week is we preach the word of God. And not just the word of, uh, we don't want to hear the word of Brant. We don't want to hear the word, uh, you know, of, of opinions of man. At the end of the day, we want to preach the word of God. And sometimes that means we're going to preach things that are intense. Sometimes that means we're going to preach things that rub the culture the wrong way. Remember back in the fall, we did a series called Trending. Uh, just full disclosure, that was not fun for me. All right. But we believe that Jesus came, the word came, the Bible says, full of grace and truth. And, the, and those two things are connected. And so we want to be a church that preaches the word of God. We, we do Bible series. We teach about how to grow in the kingdom. We, we want to live by and on the word. Amen? So we have some testimonies in here. Hopefully, if you have time to look it over, you'll be able to, to read some of these. They're so encouraging. Uh, here's one I just want to highlight. I don't know if you can see that. We prayed several times for a lady with some joint issues in her left shoulder. And after the second time, there was considerable breakthrough. And after a couple more times, there was no pain and range of motion was restored. We've seen God do so much healing this year. I saw one that I really love. Where was it? Oh, this one's cool. All you red shirts, you need to know your labor is not in vain. Look at this. As soon as I drove in the parking lot at King's Church, I knew I was home. I walked inside and I was immediately greeted by a red shirt. Now I volunteer on the red shirt team. Something is happening here and I'm not going to miss out. Take some time when you get the chance to, to read down through. I was depressed and riddled with anxiety and fear. And throughout this past year on my knees, I gave it all to God. And now, I'm, now I am well and my family is strong. We give all the glory back to God. Thank you, Jesus. There's just all these cool testimonies in there. I hope you get to see that. So what's how we doing on our mission? We want to look at that really quick. And numbers matter. Do you know that? In fact, if you don't think numbers matter to God, read your Bible. There literally is a book in the Bible called Numbers. 
And the whole thing is the, re- the recording of the numbers of the tribes of Israel. So, so it matters. Why? Because it gives us a metric on growth and fruitfulness. It's how we can see how things are trending and tracking. And so some cool things I want, to ta- I want you to take note of. Uh, we have been growing in our weekly attendance. If you look at 2012, our average weekend attendance was 776. Since 2012, we're almost up 1,000 people a week. That's pretty cool. So you can see the growth here. And this year, our average attendance was 17.02. So, so in a normal weekend, you'll see over 1,700 people show up. It's pretty cool. So that's awesome. Uh, here's something to get super excited about. 407 decisions to follow Jesus happened that we know about this year at King's Church. Come on. Come on. That's why we do what we do. Do you know... Jesus said to, the, to his disciples, what did he say? He said, I'm leaving you. I'm going, to send my, I'm going to send my helper. Therefore, go and be my witnesses. And he, and he gave us a job. You know what that job was? Go and make disciples. That's the job. The job of the church is that we would make disciples. And so how are we doing in that? Well, we have 407 decisions. A decision doesn't make a disciple, but that's a starting point. And so we are so excited about those decisions that happen. And that one of the huge things that we want to celebrate around here is that we saw 100 people uh, go into the waters of baptism this year and be baptized in Jesus in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's 100, y'all. 100. Stop golf clapping. It's a freaking 100 people got baptized. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. It's great. It's great, 100 people, yeah. 100! A hundred people, it's incredible, a hundred lives that, that didn't know Jesus, that weren't followers of Jesus, and they came and they were so sold out that they decided, I am going, I don't care who knows it, I'm like, in the words of Ron Burgundy, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> don't quote Ron Burgundy when you're trying to be spiritual. But that's, that's so amazing that we see a hundred. We've seen, I, I think it's like six or 700 people now, somewhere in that zone. It'd be over 600 people now in the last six years that have been baptized. So that's just unbelievable what God is doing. I thought that was a cool statistic that there were uh, an average weekly attendance. Shout out to our kids workers. An average weekend attendance of 280 kids. <laughs> You see, 900 different kids on our, on, our reg, on our, like our database, 900 different kids were checked in at a King's Church service this year. That's unbelievable, 900. That also shows you how regular attendance has shifted, hasn't it? That when, I, when I grew up, <laughs> we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. So there you go, three times a week. Now it's, now it's a couple times a month, but hey, We'll take it. So 280 average attendance, 900 different kids. We're celebrating 151 kids at our KSM. That's our, that's our, our youth ministry. Can we just take a moment and honor our, our student ministry pastors, our uh, kids pastors? Do you know that, that the best chance someone has at becoming a disciple of Jesus is actually in, their, in childhood? Amen. It's actually in childhood. So we honor Carrie and Linda and Andy and John and Ron and Seth and our volunteers at Halifax. It's amazing. Uh, God also, one of the reasons that, that uh, we really want to celebrate is God is expanding uh, our reach through digital technology. It's really cool. Did you see that statistic? Like we've been uh, watched in almost every country around the world this year. That's pretty amazing. And uh, just, just thousands and thousands and thousands of views. And so that's pretty cool. Like I, when, when, when we saw that video and I heard Andy say like half a million people, their views this year in just about every country, I thought like, you know, little old, little old Atlantic Canada, little old Atlantic Canada is, is starting to have global connection. That's pretty amazing. It just reminds me of, reminds me of how God works. God loves to kind of show up in the places that everyone forgot about. Can anything great happen in Nazareth? Oh yes. Watch. Can anything great happen in Atlantic Canada? Yeah, yeah, I can. We want to grow in our love for the world. Uh, we, we just, we, one of the things we do, uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. In fact, the reason we do Love Week 
Uh, we started that because I just wanted to give you a glimpse of some of the things that happen all year round. We have people all year round. Those you, you are the most generous, kind church that you can imagine. If you only knew some of the things that people do in secret, and that's what you're supposed to do. You know that? Like when you're generous, like God said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand does. We're not doing this for notoriety. We're not doing this to be noticed. We're doing this because Jesus loved us so much that out of, the, out of the overflow of the heart, we're generous. And you do that all year round. But Love Week is just a glimpse when we combine our efforts. And so this year is our largest Love Week ever, $181,000 given away to charities and schools and supporting missions and so many different things. Just incredible. Super proud of that this year. Over 4,000 hours in one week given of volunteer service. Incredible. Uh, one of the prayers this year, if you recall, I just shared it, was that I really felt the Lord last year wanting us to build in our rootedness, that we grow up in our, in, our, in our belief, but more than that, that God connects more people to the body. It's one thing just to attend, uh, but you're really not part of the church if you just attend. Uh, that being part of the church is about being active. It's about having a place and having a role and people, someone knowing your name. And so we really decided this year we are going to take it on as a challenge to see more people connected than ever before. And we, we've, we've succeeded in that. We saw large growth in our community groups, large growth in our volunteer staff. So we're just so pleased. Uh, over 1,100, almost 1,200 people connected in this year. So excited about that. And of those 1,200 people, some of you have more than one role here, but it takes almost 1,500 different volunteer roles to kind of run the, 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 the church at King's Church at all of our locations. So that's pretty amazing, pretty remarkable. There's a lot of you t plugged in, and we're so excited about that and celebrating how God is building us up and building us together. I, I just love what's happening. Uh, we've grown in our generosity. One of the things that we want to see as a church is that um, the, Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And we've talked about finances, we've talked about money a couple of different times this past year. And one of the great tells, one of the great kind of metrics we can tell in our churches if we're really growing in our hearts, in our love for Jesus and our sold out faith is that we're growing in our generosity. And this year uh, was on the back end of a two-year vision campaign. Those of you who were here two years ago, we did something called Move, where we asked uh, our core to give above and beyond for two years. So families like mine, like Melanie and I, and so many of you gave uh, a lot more than just the tithe. And we did that for two years. And this year was a real faith test year because many people were finished their commitment in that two-year window. And so there was some, not concern, but maybe some, oh man, we could really see some, some decrease in giving. Uh, I want to praise God today that we didn't see any decrease. In fact, uh, we saw a slight increase in our giving this year, which, which, which is absolutely huge when you think about the fact that there was a bunch of people, some people even double tithing. Uh, not doing that anymore, going back to just a good old normal tithe. Some of you should try that. Uh, but <laughs> going back to a good old normal tithe, and we saw God continues to grow our church in our generosity and so in our, in our giving. And then one of these things we always like to kind of measure and just see, you know, are we supporting groups not just that are part of King's Church? And so this year, uh, almost $270,000 went right back out the door uh, to missions and to different works and different organizations that we believe are doing good works. So how many you know God blesses you to be a blessing. And so we, we do that every year and we want to measure that. And so uh, over a quarter million dollars uh, was given back out. Now, I, want, I just want to say this, and I'm going to turn the, turn the page and, and uh, get into calibration here, but I do want to say this by way of celebration, that uh, every, every dollar that comes in here, do you know that everything we do is ultimately for the mission? Everything we do is for the mission, every single dollar. So that $2.5 million that was given, 100% of it goes to the mission, all of it. At the end of the year, we want to have zero. We want every single dollar that comes in to go to build the church and to reach the lost. That's what we're trying to do. And so every single dollar, but we just want to thank God for how we've seen uh, you guys grow in, in your giving. That, that Jesus, to me, when I see this number go up, it means that, the tr that we're treasuring Christ more. And that's really, uh, as a pastor, something I want to see every single year growing. So I am so excited about what God has done. I figure the best way to start to, to, to move out of this kind of report section, again, uh, we'll post this online. You can go take a look at it. We'll share the video as well. But why don't we take a moment at all of our locations, West, Halifax, and uh, Pentecostals would call this a praise break. <laughs> 
But why don't we take a moment and give God a great and sustained shout of praise for what he has done this year. Not just a golf clap. We're talking hundreds of lives that were lost and now found. Hundreds of people who were in the darkness now brought into the light. Thousand, a thousand or more people that are connected into the body of Christ here. Uh, we are seeing amazing, amazing days. And I, I don't say this lightly or flippantly. What is happening here at King's Church has never happened east of Montreal at this scale. So God is doing something unprecedented. And we've been praying unprecedented prayers. And he's doing it. And so I want to be a church that when God does something we ask him to do, that we're the first to say, you did it, God. You did it and you're doing it. So let's take 20 seconds and give God a great and sustained shout of praise. So let's put our hands together and thank him. Come on. Let's thank him for what he's doing. Come on. All of our locations, thank him for what he's doing. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Come on. Ten more seconds. Nine more seconds. Eight more seconds. Seven more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So good. All right. That, you didn't disappoint. That wasn't a golf clap. Tiger was been mad at you. Hey, I'm trying to putt, right? Like. So we want to celebrate what needs to be celebrated. Now we want to calibrate. How is God moving us forward? And uh, what I want to share with you today is just the tip of the iceberg. And I honestly don't have all my thoughts formed about this other than just some things that the Lord has been dropping into my spirit. And this will come into more, more fruition and more clarity as the year rolls out. But these are guiding words for us that I believe the Lord wants us to kind of establish that this time next year we'll look back and say, this is kind of the track that we took. Last year was fan the flame and build the city. And this year I have two things that I feel the Lord is, is saying by way of invitation that I want to turn into objectives. One key and then one picture. And I'm gonna be quick, so hang on. But here we go. The first thing I feel the Lord is saying to us this year, and it's an invitation and, and, and it's this. I feel the Lord saying this, King's Church, I want to know you more. I want you to know me more. I want you to know me more. I want you to know how I think. I want you to know what I'm like. I want you to know my voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. I feel the Lord is inviting us, King's Church, to come to a knowledge of God not just about him, that's part of it, but an actually ex an experiential knowledge. I know lots of things about the Toronto Raptors. I'm in full panic mode, just to say it. Uh, I don't know any of them. I know my son. I know my friends, because I spend time with them. And I feel the Lord inviting us as a church to come to know him more. Sorry about my writing. I just am not good. <laughs> know me more. It's an invitation I believe the Lord is giving us. And, and this was the kind of the haunting thing that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, in fact. He, he read, I'll read it. He said in Matthew 7, he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And many will say to me on the day, on the day he returns, Lord, Lord, I know who you are. You're Lord. You're Jesus. Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name and perform many miracles? We did all kinds of Christian-y things and Christian-y stuff. We did all those things. And then I'll tell them plainly, yeah, but I never knew you. I never actually knew you. You didn't know me, and I didn't know you, and I'll say away from me, evildoers. See, it's possible to know about God and not know him. It's possible to know all about Jesus. It's possible to do the things that Jesus told you to do, and that's great, and I believe that'll bring reward to your life. But Jesus said there's a step beyond just knowing what I'm about and knowing even who I am. They got it right. He is Lord. Did you notice that? Lord, Lord, they, yes. He didn't dispute. They knew who he was, but they didn't know him. And I feel the Lord inviting us to know him more this year. And, and a few ideas as to how we're going to accomplish that. Uh, we're going to do that through 
environments, an encounter, creating spaces and times in which you actually experience the presence of God. That's why we gather as, as, as a church every week. But more than that, creating spaces and times where you had a moment where God touched you, where God said something specifically to you, and you knew it. Have you ever had a word? We talked about it last August, about, or September, about the rhema word, and a word that God whispers into your soul. The craziest thing about those is that you, you realize how intimately God knows you, and God wants to speak to you on that level. I love that verse. I wish I had time to, to speak more on this, but that verse where, where Paul says in 2 Corinthians that we now with unveiled faces, it's a picture of how Moses used to speak to, with God face to face. And that we, through the blood of Jesus, actually are invited, like, let this land, Holy Spirit, just, just press this on us. We, busted, broken up old me and you, are invited to, to know God as, as, as a face-to-face. God wants us to know him more. And we're going to create environments and encounters. This is why we're doing things like the XY Conference I believe the Lord wants us to create mountaintop experiences like, like the XY conference, like Harvest, and we're looking at other ideas of how God can utilize us to create these mountaintop kind of Mount of Transfiguration experiences. Uh, we, we, we're believing for the day that we fill Harbor Station. We are believing for that day. Uh, or, or the Halifax Coliseum. And so we're going to create these mountaintop experiences, but, but we're also going to create intimate encounters I believe that we're coming into a time where, where it's not just the drips of two or three people uh, that are coming up at a time for ministry at the end of service, but we're going to see lineups because they know at that moment that I'm going to encounter God in a different way and in an intimate way. So I'm believing for intimate encounters and we're going to create environments, but we're also going to know him more through education and engagement. This is about theology and holiness, about like actually engaging Christian living, but also like knowing who God is. One of the things that I'm going to be starting a series right away uh, coming out of these, these weekends, beginning in June, I'm going to do a series called Know God. And one of the things I'm finding when I listen to people talk about their version of God, and I'm finding myself corrected a lot of the time, the, the God that I think I know is actually no God at all. And we have an ability to, to kind of form God in our own image. And we need sometimes to just pull back and allow the word of God, to allow the scriptures to show us and reveal to us who God really is. It's very easy sometimes to, to kind of box God in on our understanding or even the God of our feelings. Well, God would never do that or God would never say that. That's, that is an idol that we need to topple down and we need to put God in his place. And sometimes God isn't super worried about your feelings or, or, or any of that stuff. God will be God. And so we want to just spend some time this year making sure that the God that we know and, and the God that we believe is actually God. We're going we're to hit some theology. And I believe that it's going to have us leaving this year for the better. This was the prayer of Paul. It was, I want to know Christ. I want to know him. Like experience him. And that's what I'm believing for our church, that we are going to know him more. And now along with that invitation, this, that's invitation number one. I have two invitations that I felt the Lord speaking. Invitation number two is that as we know him, I feel the Lord wants us to show him more. Let me put him here instead. That we are going to not only know him more, but we are going to be activated in our faith and in our knowledge of him, and we are going to demonstrate and show the God that we serve more than ever before. That people are going to look at your life and my life and my family and your family and our church, and they're going to say, there is a God in heaven. I believe God wants to flex a little bit on Atlantic Canada. I believe he wants to show his authority. And he's, 
He, he's going to do that through his church. I believe there's coming a day where you don't just walk by dead churches and don't give it a second thought. You say, those are the people of God. And there is a God. And so I believe the Lord is inviting us to show him more that, that people would see the living God through us like never before this year. And we're going to do that through a few things. Uh, invitation. We're just going to be people who are unashamed. Hey, come with me. Come to my, oh, come to my home. Come, come, come eat supper with us. Come, come experience my family. Come to my church. Come, come hear the word of God. Come, come get in that atmosphere. I want to invite you to come get in that environment where you can know God too. We're going to, we're going to be people who are, are just inviting like crazy. And some of you who have never invited people to church before, you're just going to find yourself this year. We're going to step out and we're going to be bringers. We're going to get people in this environment, but that, that's just the beginning. If that's, just, that's just the beginning. We're going to be people of invitation. We're going to be people of innovation. There are ways to be the church that we haven't thought of yet. And I believe the Lord wants us to arrange ourselves in a way for now. And he's given us tools at our disposal like Half a million people watched a sermon online? Like, can you imagine if Paul had FaceTime? Can you imagine, like, if the church in Ephesus had live streaming? There is no reason why we can't take the gospel all over this region. There's zero reason for it. Zero, zero reason, reason. There's no reason. So we're going to... Ask the Lord, God, what, what are some ideas that, you know, one of the cool things my, my buddy Mark's doing, who's going to be here next weekend, they, they're renting out theaters all across the country and they're, they're beaming in entire services and they raise up a leader in wherever, wherever God opens a door and they're just raising up a pastor on location and they're planting churches all over the place. So, so what would God cause us to do to take the resource we have and the mission field he's called us to? How can we arrange ourselves to reach more people. We want, we want to see some innovation. Uh, but more than that, it's not just about, you know, we doing this, but it's about activation. God's plan was never to raise up some pastor to get up and stand on his head every single weekend and convince the world that Jesus saves. His plan was to raise up and activate ordinary people to go out into their world and to be a light. And that God has gifted every single one of us at King's Church. If you are breathing, you have a gift that God wants to use for his glory, period. And I believe God wants to activate us like never before, to stop idolizing certain positions. Well, if I'm not leading worship like Jay or I'm not preaching like Brent, then, then oh, this doesn't really matter. No, 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 no. I love how Paul puts, actually, it's the, it's the hidden parts, it's the unseen parts that actually are most important to the body. I believe God wants to activate us like never before. And then I, I'm really excited about this. Um, we're going to do it through demonstration. Uh, Paul said, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. It's a matter of power. He said, when I came to you, Corinthians, I didn't come to you with wise and lofty arguments. I came to you with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And I believe that God, again, I said it, he wants to flex. He wants to show his name to be great. And he wants people to start reaching out more and more. And we've seen, we've seen the beginnings of this. This year, we've seen bodies healed. You know why God heals bodies? He does it so that you'll know he's God. He doesn't do it just, just, to, just to make you feel better. You know your, your body's going to die again, right? That's patchwork. Right? Like it was really, he's just putting a patch on something that's going to die. Sorry. The reason God heals is so that you will know. Like when he healed the paralytic in Mark chapter 2, what did he do? He went in and they laid the paralytic down. These guys tore through the roof and they laid the paralytic down. And what did, what did Jesus do? Son, your sins are forgiven. That was his agenda. And then they start criticizing him, and he, and he, and he knows their thoughts. And he says, why, why, are you, why are you expecting something else? Mission accomplished. He knows me. He's 
forgiven and redeemed, and he's going to receive a brand new body. When this life ends, he's going to get his full inheritance. So, so, so mission accomplished, and yet they press on him, and he goes, okay, so that you will know the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, rise, take your mat, and walk. And I believe that God is going to start demonstrating his power to wake up an apathetic, sleepy region to the fact that God has the power to speak to the paralytic, get up. God has the power to speak to broken marriages, to broken bodies, to broken minds, to broken addictions. He has the power to speak. And we are going to see more miracles and more power move of God, I believe, in this day than ever before. And I don't, and I don't say that. I'm not trying to hype you up. Not, I'm not trying to, to kind of get us all worked into this kind of frenzy. I, I believe that God is going to do this because I believe that we are coming in to revival. And I don't, just sec, just sec, just sec, just sec. I don't use that word lightly. And I am convinced that we are going to be coming into an end times revival. Um, I know people have thought that these were the last days since Jesus ascended. But I think that we're coming to a place, and I just, it's, been, it's been burned on my heart. I remember, this was 15 years ago, I was in Presque Isle, New Brunswick, or Presque Isle, Maine, and I, heard, I overheard the pastor saying uh, that, that some prophets had heard that God is going to do a sweeping revival in, through, over, over the whole earth, and it's going to sweep from the northeast of America, like the northeast all the way across, and something seared so deep in my heart and I believe we are right on the precipice of it. I'm not, I'm not talking about 1,700 people in one church. You know, what, you know what King's Church is? We're the first little blip of lightning in a massive storm of God's grace that's going to hit this region. And we are seeing it begin. And we, are seeing, we are seeing unprecedented things. And God has revived us. And he is doing a, a, a small scale. I'll use a, a, a lowercase r. But then something, there's a different type of revival. There's, there's little, little rains that happen here and there where God waters the lands. And then there's something, there's monsoons. And I'm believing for a monsoon. Where like tens of thousands, that seems too loose. Like, like hundreds of thousands just in Atlantic Canada. We say there's only a few million people here. Yes. Where hundreds of thousands of people are so overcome by the reality of God. They know he is. And they have that moment like, like Paul where they see and they surrender. They say, you're Lord, what must I do to be saved? And, and, and we are moving in anticipation for revival. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know if it's next year. But I know God has called me to give my life unto those ends. In this region. And he's called us. And as long as I'm leading this church, this is why we exist. In this region that families and workplaces and schools and subdivisions and full communities are turned on their heads by the power and presence of King Jesus. That's why we exist. I know I, I, I just, I know I sound like a blubbering idiot, but I'm telling, I feel it in my bones. And every day that goes by, we're one day closer. And I don't know how it all works. I know God's timing and he knows more than we do, but I know this, we play a part. This is why we went to Nova Scotia. This is why we haven't given up on the dream to go to PEI in Newfoundland. This is why we're spreading out. We're not spreading out because we're trying to take over. We're not trying to be Arby's. 
or McDonald's. Why Arby's? Should have said, should have said Harvey's. Does anybody go to Harvey's? No. Someone does. We're not, we're, yes, there's franchising principles. We're not doing that to be a franchise. We're doing that to get in position. Because when this thing goes, people are going to be coming to churches. And they're going to be looking for Christians. Say, how do, how do I know this God? What do I do? And we are going to be there. And we are going to be in position for that. And here's, here's the key. Band, you can come back. Halifax band, West. You can. God is calling us like never before to pray. And it's this call to prayer as we, and I'm not talking just collectively, I'm talking personally. Like I feel God calling me to be a preacher and a person and a pastor who, who, who knows God. And the way that I know him is by one definition of prayer I've heard is keeping company with God. Just I'm, I'm in his presence. When I pray, that environment shifts and he's there and he teaches me and he shows me the way. And when I pray and I know him and he fills me, this same thing becomes the fuel. Listen, you can have the best argument ever. You can be the smartest person in the room. You, you can be the most impressive. You can be some celebrity, whatever you are. Like none of that stuff is going to actually change a heart. But when someone has an encounter with the living God, when they see there is a God, there's no way you could have known that. There's no way you could have known that. What, what's going on? There's... What, what happened? Why, why, did you, why did you just pray with me and I feel this? One of, one of the things I felt the Lord say is, I, I want, I, I'm, we're, this is going to be like a show and tell season. And we're going to be empowered through prayer. We're going to find the courage to be inviting. Through prayer, we're going to find ideas, ways to do church that only God knows about. We're going to find ourselves equipped and activated. Do you know that, like, we're all evangelists? God wants you to preach through your life, and he wants you to open your mouth, and he wants you to tell people about Jesus in your cubicle or at your workplace. We're all evangelists. No, more, no superstars. Just one. There's a king. His name's Jesus. And we're going to be equipped for supernatural demonstration of the spirit and power like never before, and I'm convinced of it. And so this year, we are going to step out already. We're not going to wait. We're not going to make the mistake of just praying until things happen. We're going to pray, and we're going to go in faith. And we're going to pray some more, and we're going to keep going in faith. And we're going to pray, and we're going to keep going. I think the church makes the mistake sometimes. You see two extremes. You'll see people who just try to do everything in their own strength, and they deny the power that can make them godly. But you also see people say, we're just going to sit and pray for revival until revival happens. And then they miss the point that, you know, you are the mouthpiece. Until someone gets up and leaves the prayer meeting and brings the gospel into the world, revival's not coming. And so we are going to pray and pray and pray. And we're going to teach you how to pray this year. We're going to spend time learning about prayer in August. When I get back from my summer vacation, I'm going to come with a series all about how to pray. And I'm going to grow in that myself this year. And I'm believing that God is going to do all. the greatest things are yet to come. Let me just say that. As much as I'm excited about what he has been doing, it doesn't, doesn't really matter that much compared to what he's about to do. That's, that's how I feel. Um, you know, I'm already at a point where God's burned off maybe some of the superficial you know, mile markers of large church metrics and stuff. I just don't care. I don't care whose church is the biggest. And I don't, I don't, I just don't. What I care about is that I want to see God do something great 
in my life, and I want to see God do something great through your life. I want to see God do something great in Halifax. I want to see him do something great in West St. John. I, I, I want my kids, I was thinking about this. I'm reading a book on revival right now, thinking about the great awakening happened in the Northeast. Go research it sometime. Massive move for the Spirit of God. And generations have happened since then, and a generation forgot the works of the Lord their God, and then, you know what, we live, in an area, we live in an area now where church is an afterthought. People of faith are an afterthought. But I am believing in my lifetime the church is going to move to the forefront and God is going to be seen as glorious. And that my kids will grow up with testimonies about the works of God that I didn't grow up with. And they're going to grow up having seen things that, that I am contending for. And I'm believing for it. I believe that great, great days are ahead to you. Do you believe that? Halifax West, let's stand. Let's pray. Lord, I feel today a little bit like, uh, like Paul. Where he said, I see in part and I prophesy in part. And, and Lord, we just hold this whole picture out to you. The parts that we can see. And we receive your invitation today as a church and as individuals that we want to know you more. We want to be intimate, intimate with you, God. We want to know your voice. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you're saying in this, in this day. We want to know where you're moving. We want to go where you go. So, Lord, we, we, just, we, we hear that invitation and we say yes as a church. And we hear your invitation to, to go out into the streets and out into the workplaces and out into the communities and to bring the good news that Jesus saves and that we would not come with talk, but with a demonstration of power. And we hear that invitation today, Lord, and we receive it in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray right now for a measure of faith in every heart. I feel there are people under the sound of my voice that are disqualifying themselves and they're believing the lie that says, well, God couldn't do something great through me. Yes, he can. And God, you can do something great through each of us and through this church. And we believe you've already begun it. But Lord, we are contending and giving our lives for that great, great storm of revival that is going to come to the eastern Canada. And we believe it in Jesus' name. We receive it in Jesus' name. And Lord, would you, would you teach us to pray? Jesus, you said, you said you were so upset with what they were doing with the temple, with, with the space that you, you're supposed to dwell. And you said, my house will be a house of prayer. Shall not my house be called a house of prayer? So, Father, we pray in this season that you would teach us to pray. You would teach us to learn to abide. And by that abiding, that we would bear unprecedented fruit for the glory of your name. And we pray that in great faith, knowing, knowing that we are on the precipice of great breakthrough. And we are on the precipice of an unprecedented revival. We pray it in faith today in Halifax, over Halifax, over Nova Scotia, over PEI, over Newfoundland, over, over New Brunswick, over the French, over the English, over the First Nations, over the LGBTQ, over every single community, over every age group, over single people and married people and divorced people over professionals and the unemployed. Lord, we speak a massive revival over every human being that calls this area home. Would they, have, would they have an encounter with the living God that is undeniable, Lord, and would you do it through us, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said in great faith, amen, amen.